Genre. Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one photogenic minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. <laughs> and I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. I'm going to do it today. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for joining us all week, Nick Jimenez in the news. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was an honor to be your first guest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Right. Uh, and, and you brought the news with you today. That's Yeah, that's yeah the news is here today. Yeah, love it. Um, so today what happens in this we, minute? Yeah, we're we're talking about minute ten, which starts with uh, the tour guide saying, "I guess the researchers are working on that one in regards to the fifteenth missing super spider." Nice. Um, not not the fifteenth one that's gone missing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it right. could be the for missing all we know. the yeah. missing fifteenth sp- super spider. Yes. Okay. Um, cool. And uh, and ends with said missing super spider slowly propelling down toward Peter, who is taking pictures of MJ. (sighs) Here we are. Here we are. We're almost there. So much. Only only ten minutes in. Ten minutes in. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Efficient movie. Right. I've I've been saying that for weeks now, but it like it keeps surprising me that like. They get they get stuff done, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it's not a short movie either. No, no, it's not like, like two and a half hours long. But it's you know, it moves. It's two hours, but yeah. it's filled. It's it's full of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and so and they don't skimp. They don't skimp on the character moments. If anything, they skimp mm. on the plot stuff. Yeah, or they skimp on yeah. big action scenes and things like that. Right, but like yeah. we have. Ugh. We have so, so much good. good I mean, stuff. that's it. That's the secret, you know, mm. like the secret to having a successful mm. franchise is making the people fall in love with the characters, because when you fall in love with the characters, you want to see them do other stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm invested. I mean, like sometimes if, the, if there's a sequence or whatever, that's like big bombastic blockbuster filmmaking, that's just like so well done, like where the action is so enthralling, I'll I'll be on board with it. I'll be excited just for the sake of the um, spectacle, but I'll be sure. so much more on board with it if it's somebody I really love that that matters to me that's in it, you know, that's doing this. Like, I, Absolutely. I, that's what will make me, you know, bring friends over to watch that movie several times a week or like if somebody says they haven't seen it, that I'll loan out my copy or, you know, that will make a podcast going minute by minute through it. Like the types of movies that invest in the characters are the ones that have that enduring um, legacy in your, in your, your personal pop culture relationship with them. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It's great. And this is, this is that happening. This is like this sequence here, this like picture bit is 
one of the few things that I think about when somebody's like, oh, you remember like Rami's Spider-Man movie? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I remember this, him being so focused on taking the photo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, so, so before we hit record, when we were rewatching the minute, uh, you mentioned that, oh, that's, that's, that's a CGI spider at, at the top of the minute. Um, hmm. It is not. No. It is. It is not. The only CGI spider is the one next week that bites Peter. Um, the, that, that, that close going up. down. Oh, right. Yeah. That's CGI. This is an actual like real spider that the, one of the ones that was knocked out and painted. Um, Amazing. Crawling across this web. Doing his uh, thing. Did, yeah. did you guys know the alien at the end of the alien covenant trailer is real? Uh, no, Nick. No, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Uh, how did they paint wow. him? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> they, knocked, they knocked him out and painted him. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Oh, that like... in the predator suit. <laughs> well, that, 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 uh, that alien is actually uh, a badger that they uh, knocked out. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then they attached all these like fiberglass plates to him. And, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. For hours. Airbrushed yeah. him. Yeah. It takes right. forever. I mean, they really should have just put a guy in a costume, but you know. Yeah, no, but they wanted to really go the extra mile for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is nice. Um, I really want to celebrate the Mm. little bit of acting that Peter gives when the teacher shows up to scold Harry. Oh, yeah. I I want to talk about the daggers that Peter is burning into. (laughs) Oh, he looks looks like a serial killer. It's very Norman Bates. Oh, man. You could you could totally take you could probably (laughs) make a cut of this of this movie. You could like do like one of those trailers where you make it about. Peter being obsessed with MJ and Harry and being being jealous. So angry. Yeah. 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 And like going after them. You could totally do like a, like an alternate trailer cut for that. But what I like about Peter is that those, when those moments flare up, they don't last, you know, like he, you can see him staring daggers at Harry at that moment, but a second later, he's back into just looking at her. It's not, Mm I'm owed X, Y, Z. It's not, uh, I deserve this. It's just, yeah, it's odd. Damn. Is that an angel? uh, Yeah. Like (laughs) (laughs) you said, Aunt May, Aunt May. (laughs) All right. Save it. We're not there yet. (laughs) So I'm not going to be here for that. So (laughs) we got, we got like a hundred minutes before we get there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Nick's telling us like he will never come back on this show is what what he just meant just then is that he well, I mean like <laughs> not 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 twice in the same movie this isn't Lord oh, of the okay. Rings minute all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> um let's go talk about how we listen I love this oh. teacher oh. he is such that is exactly how a high school teacher talked to a teenager that they were mad at it's I... like a it's like a little condescending, but it's like quiet. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's also, there's also an element of like leveling with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like he yeah. seems like he's a, he's a, he, I imagine, and just these four lines, I imagine like that this is like a cool teacher, but one that you don't mess with, you know, mm-hmm. like he creates a character. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he is, we were singing his praises uh, last week and he's just uh, unbelievable. He's one of, I would argue in a movie full of memorable things, he's one of my like favorite things. Like little like side details. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, he's, so he's such a great, good. a great teacher. And, like, and there's an aspect like, of 
Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> like, or just how he's like, you talk to them about women's entire. Like, he doesn't explode. I yeah. Think so many teacher actors are like big bully, you know what I mean? But he's like mm-hmm. so small. And it just goes to show you how, you know, there really are no small parts, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he just, he reframes that interaction with her. He's like, uh, not 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 to us, but to Harry, where it's not just, oh, I'm pissed at you that you did this such and that. It's, I know you were focused on this pretty girl, Harry, but you just talked through that woman's whole presentation. How do you think that makes her feel? You know, like that, mm-hmm. that yeah, shifting yeah. moment, that teachable moment. Like, it's not, I'm an antagonist. I'm a thing in your way. It's, let me guide you to a better decision right now, buddy. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, so let's, ah, yeah. let's go talk about how we listen. <laughs> I, that's one of my that's one of my favorite like I, that was that's a go to secret quote for me. Oh, I love um, it. Yeah, yeah. Where I, I I will quote that line to people where uh, where like I'm On surprised set. that I don't do it to Nick like every day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because, because like you know, I'm constantly reminding him of like schedules and and things like that, and it just feels like a thing that I should totally do all the time to him. Just be like, let's go talk about how we listen. Yeah, how about, how about that, buddy? Come on, uh, it's good. I love that. I love that MJ's like later, like as soon yeah. as the teacher comes, like, bye. Just yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah, but I, I also yeah, I, yeah. I think I don't think I mentioned this last week. I mean, we talked about her like robe thing that she's wearing, the robe sweater thing with the yeah, hood. Uh, that was an early 2000s uh, thing. Item. so yeah. soft. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, what I love about her outfit is that, and especially the, the robe sweater thing, is that her outfit under the robe sweater thing is not dress code appropriate. Oh, sure. All. You mean yeah. the cleavage? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what and we it's mean, a belly right? shirt, and yeah. it's a belly shirt. Oh, like it is it's, a belly shirt. Yeah. What? But what's perfect about it though is that this is how high school girls got around dress code: is yeah. they would wear something entirely inappropriate and then put a sweater over it and be like, "What? I'm fine. I'll just button up the sweater. Leave yeah, me alone. No, we're good. Yeah. And then you, you see them in the hallway five minutes later, and the sweater's unbuttoned again. Because, yeah, it's your escape parachute or whatever. Yeah. For, for yeah, the, yeah. 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 While we're on. The subject of MJ. Speaking of me only only being on this week, I would be remiss mm. if I didn't talk a little bit about um the about Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane Watson. I know it's kind sure. of the most uh No, no, I mean that's you know, that's, the, that's good because I was that was gonna be so my early. next question. Yeah, so yeah, you exactly. just you just brought us brought uh, brought us right to it. Go ahead. Worked oh, out dope. Great. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so when I saw this movie, I mean I don't think unfortunately, I don't think Mary Jane Watson is ever the strong part of of either of, of any of the trilogy of these movies sure. but um i would argue I, f- I would argue that she is one of the best parts of spider-man 3 oh yeah oh totally okay totally. yeah, yeah. That could be fair yeah. yeah especially especially after the like really bad like s- the singing number mm-hmm. after that Everything yeah. after that, she, she's one of the best parts of that movie, I think. And Zach, yeah. you just saw that the other day. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. I was, <laughs> I was actually over at Nick's uh, house, uh, which I didn't know at the time. I have we have mutual friends who uh, do a uh, a web series where you get drunk and talk about a movie that like a lot of people don't think is that great, but if you drink through it, you make it better. Uh, I think it's called Better with Booze. And they invited me over to do Spider-Man 3 the other weekend, and I just realized on that day 
that they were Nick's roommates. And I ran into Nick in the uh, in the living room, which is Crazy. a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, watching that again, I mean, granted, I was I was pretty drunk. But um, yeah, I was I, I do like her a lot in the movie. And we'll talk obviously years from a year or so from now, we'll talk about um, it in depth. But like Mary Jane as a character has her has her moments and some mm-hmm. some sections that don't work as well but here at least like what do you think of her in this movie nick like what's well well basically yeah. i just you know having since watching the this movie as a kid i've gone on to like i hadn't like i didn't watch bring it on for yeah. a while because like i i you know as a as a dumb teenage boy i was like i don't want to watch a movie about cheerleaders but like she's so good in that movie yeah mm-hmm. and like just seeing, I know, and then you know, going on to like Fargo and Melancholia and Marie Antoinette and whatnot. Yeah, n- knowing what, how, what a great actress she is in this. I mean, you know, as an and she's not bad in this, but I guess the script and the script just does not give her anything to work with very often. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess, I, I guess, I just want to pay my respects to a performer and a performance that I think gets a lot of unfair um, alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm on that same page as well. I think she does really well in this, which mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about last week. Um, given the, the very small uh, window they have to work with in terms of how do we match this character to the Peter Parker that we've made and how do we make her function in this story? Uh, right. I think she does a lot under those constraints um right. and this yeah because she's yeah. almost she, she's almost kind of creating an original character in this yes 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 because like if you go back and you read the comics as we did as i did you know after watching this movie because i was you know young when i saw this so I, I didn't have the resources but then going and reading ultimate spider-man and then yeah. the classics mm. you now understand oh mary jane is this specific character and it's not this character in this movie right mm-hmm. she's yeah and we've, we've said this again and again. She's like an amalgam of every Parker girl. Yes. Right. Which is a right. smart move, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. And we we talked about that, too, because it 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 takes away the love triangle thing. But what you gain is sort of a romantic focus, which I think you need in a movie over uh, what would be necessary in like an ongoing serialized story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could only do the love triangle thing if these movies were on like a Harry Potter schedule where they were coming out every 18 months, you know? Yeah. Which is what you've always, um, for, a, for, uh, since I've known you, you've always, uh, uh, said is like the best, the ideal method of making a Spider Man movie franchise. Yes. I yeah. do truly believe that. Yeah. Or to, to, or to do like a Buffy type. Uh, series where like, you can't do yeah. a series. I, I don't, I don't yeah. think, cause I think, I think Spider-Man is uh, too, the nature of his powers would cost too much. Would cost too much. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean like today's television, like you even, could, even by, even by today's television, I don't think you could do it on a, on a proper TV budget. I think it no. would be like the most expensive TV show. It would be as expensive as Game of, Game Thrones, of Thrones. I would argue. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Be. yeah, yeah, it would be. But like as an animated series, like <coughs> spectacular, oh, yeah. spectacular Spider Man. That that would be great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who would you would knock a Spider Man series out of the park is mm. uh, the Avatar Korra guys. Oh, totally. Oh my Absolutely. god. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, that would be amazing. 
We have a new because, uh, we have a new Spider-Man series coming this summer. That's right, we do. Uh, oh, yeah. What's it called? I don't Animated. know much about it, but I yeah. know that it's just called Spider-Man. It's on the way. Yeah, and um, it's uh, it's on the way because Ultimate Spider-Man ended, uh, yeah. which you know. Yeah, I never not, got into. I mean, we're gonna Ultimate we're gonna Spider-Man. talk. I'm sure we'll go into more about all the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon in our weekend edition when we start those up. Yeah, uh, but I don't, I don't like. That I don't series. like that one. It's such a shame because the phrase Ultimate Spider-Man means so much to me intrinsically that like the Ultimate Spider-Man comics I love so much, and the mm-hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man video game is pretty decent. But like, oh the, yeah, the time when they made a TV show called Ultimate Spider-Man, I was just like, oh no. Well, because right off the bat, I don't think it was. I don't yeah. think it was for us. Well, no. right off the bat, they 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 ruin it because they make the phrase "Ultimate Spider-Man" part of the plot. Yeah, because like in the in the pilot, like it's like Nick Fury's like you're gonna join Shield and I'm gonna make you the Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, oh that god, hurts. that hurts my soul. Yeah, like I couldn't possibly roll my eyes farther. But uh, yeah. anyway, but yeah, back to back to MJ. Back, back to, to MJ. MJ. Uh, yeah. She's yeah, Kristen Dunst is great in this. She does a great thing. I I almost don't want to mention this because I have been doing a little bit more research on uh casting because I couldn't find much specifically about MJ besides the 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 very famous story about her audition in Berlin. The one right. thing, this is kind of like a feeling I have about um a couple other things where sometimes if somebody suggests a fan cast to me or like an alternate person playing a part, it can hurt my appreciation of the film itself, if it's a good enough suggestion. And I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent on the verifiability of this, but in terms of like actors always auditioning for one part and then being suggested for another, when we get to Elizabeth Banks playing Betty Brant in this movie, which Mm -hmm. I love her, she's amazing. The rumor is that she was one of the people who auditioned for MJ and she would have been too old. I think, I think she would have been too old. Yeah. But like, I shouldn't say I, I bet her and Kristen Dunst probably weren't that, difference in yeah. age but but elizabeth, elizabeth she comes across as had, much more mature yeah she's always had yeah. a more mature looking face yes yes elizabeth uh, banks so. is 43 yes mm-hmm. and, and how old Kirsten is christian the dunst the d the d dunst the d dunst yeah is 34 Okay. Okay. So so yeah, big yeah, big difference, big difference in, in age there. She yeah. would have been twenty eight when they made this, which is pushing it. Yeah. 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 But like, I would totally live in a world if, like, ten years prior to this or wherever, they made a version of Spider Man with her as Mary Jane. I would <sighs> totally. I would watch yeah. that movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, going back to the Kept Draft, that's the MJ in the Kept Draft. Yeah. Um, Cause like at the point where Peter asks, like, can I take your picture? I need one with a student in it. And, uh, it says like, she hides a smile because she loves the camera and he like raises it up and like starts taking pictures. And he says, you're very photogenic. And she says, that's what my agent tells me. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a different type. She's, she's a very different mj she's the mj from the comics she's a comic accurate mj which again as we've talked about last week is not who this peter needed to work exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and this this moment is one of the first moments where it you can see this hinge upon which the whole movie rests this peter parker mj stuff you can see it working uh in this innocence of it oh yes yes it's so 
pure. Now I'm not. I don't mean pure in a like a chaste way or in like a religious way or anything. But it's just a pure like the they the, the guy likes the girl and she's a little flattered and you can see she doesn't see him that way right now. But that there's there's room in there for something and I don't yeah. know. It, yeah, and it's it, they're just well they're just they're two just they're two dorks, right? <laughs> they're two yeah. like. They're two like Rocky Horror Brad and Janet white people dorks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and there's yeah. just something really endearing about that that they're not that Raimi isn't interested in making these characters cool or clever or sexy. They're just two yeah. dorky teenagers that like have a have a connection to each other. Yeah, because yeah. I mean this whole this whole thing, I, I, you know, we talk a lot about the earnestness of this movie, and I think what it really comes down to is that the earnestness comes from Raimi's desire to make an old school Hollywood romance movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what this is. It just happens to be about Spider-Man. It's right. it's like those those romance movies in the 60s. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what that's the kind of movie he's trying to make here. It's yeah. it's very earnest. The 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 characters are um, you know, very old school, very old fashioned. And it's all like sort of, you know, lending to that tone that he wants the movie to have, which is old school Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a reason the most memorable part of this movie, the most iconic one is not a, a punch or an action sequence. It's the upside down kiss like yeah. that. There's a reason that That's is very true. So yeah. much more. Yeah. Uh, infected into the cultural consciousness than any other part of the movie. It is like this sweet romance thing. I remember in um, high school when the second movie came out, um, I remember a girl that I didn't speak to very often coming up and asking me to tell her about Spider-Man because they, they people in high school knew I knew a lot about Spider-Man and the second movie had just come out and she she her boyfriend had said something to her about how he related their relationship to Mary Jane and Peter Parker. And she hadn't seen any of the movies and came to me to ask what that meant because she wanted like an insight into that because like the romance was the most important thing out of that movie when he came out of it or something like that, which is crazy Mm. for a teenage boy, but but that doesn't seem too outlandish in any way, shape or form that like he came out of that movie and immediately wanted to tell his girlfriend about, this or that because yeah. of dude, the emotion in that like I, that was crazy and i was just like oh let me tell you about his powers and stuff. like i didn't quite get what she meant at first and then uh but i i, I explained it eventually but i just remember that thinking that spider-man like these movies made that conversation possible and made it important and that she didn't have a touchstone for it other than hey that nerdy kid over there knows comic books i'll ask him and that 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 means a movie like landed really deep in the culture in some way I, I, or like you you were talking about like older relatives of yours or, or parents and things like that who saw these movies and that you know that tear up at uh at different moments or that that talk about it years later like it's mm-hmm. it left a, a big impact a big one and this is it starting yeah yeah and it's you know in a in an age where you know, we have movies that are getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And with like apocalyptic big action scenes and, and stakes, you know, it's so funny. I don't, I don't mean to throw him under the bus, but I was, um, I was, uh, I was with a friend of mine and we were watching, uh, he, he bought Dr. Strange on Blu-ray. 
Ooh. And uh, and uh, and we were watching it, and he was like, uh, my friend was like, you know, this movie was okay, but I wish it had more action in it. I just there's not enough action scenes in it. Huh. And I, I remember disagreeing, but like, but we watched it, and then by the end of the movie, he was he he was like, oh, I forgot about this moment. Oh, I forgot about this scene. And we ended up really enjoying it, and like, I, I love that movie. And I think it's, I think the audience. You know, thinks that they just want candy, but yeah, if you they actually do want like a full meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we don't you know? just have and to if eat you, the pop tart yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because you re- what you remember is the human stuff and the emotion stuff, mm-hmm. and that and I think that's the key. I think that's the real. And I don't want to bring it about make it about this, but you know, mm-hmm. when we look at Marvel movies consistently succeeding where DC movies are having trouble finding a, you know, a, a right groove. Yeah. I think that's what the key is. You just care about these characters. Like you care about Logan. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Logan doesn't need to save the world or, you know, find all the time gems or something. Sometimes he can just help a, a bunch of kids that he doesn't even know. And it can right. be yeah. like the most compelling story ever. Right? Yeah. Or I talked a little bit last week about like, in terms of characters that, We'll we'll accept things that we find compelling, and a lot of times that's like, are we seeing characters who are honest to their the the emotional truth of themselves in any given moment? Like that consistency, then I'll I'll watch them do anything and care. And like, yeah, if there's a lot of things you can level against Marvel movies in terms of like the structure of their stories and the plotting, or like whether mm-hmm. you know whether sure, it's similarities a, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Or whether it's a good idea to always be like leaning into the next franchise, but what you can't fault them for is their commitment to that aspect of character work being setting up people making us care about them and then being honest to the emotional truth of them whenever Mm -hmm. they show up but i can track the emotions of them throughout and that'll make me go along for the ride right Um, and they're there and i feel like there are two Mm -hmm. kinds of people in in the world watching movies and you have people who are really into the plot stuff and yeah. then you have people who are really into the character stuff. Mm-hmm. And those two kinds of people don't like each other. <laughs> um, you know, like I I, I knew a guy, you know, like I was working in a comic book shop when, mm-hmm. when Guardians came out. And this guy hated that movie. Hated it. And he's Ugh. like, you, and all, when I said like, what didn't you like about it? And he, all he talked about was plot things. Right. And it's because... The plot of Guardians is pretty weak, honestly. Sure. Yeah. The thing that makes that movie sing is the characters. And if you aren't going to get hooked on the characters, I could see why you wouldn't like that movie. Right. And then meanwhile, he sees something like BVS, which mm-hmm. all of those characters are super weak and, and two-dimensional. And yeah. he loved it because he loved all the plot stuff. Ooh. And... That Oof. tells you a lot about, you know, priorities yeah. and, and it's just, you know, well, different, like, what different, are, different strokes for different folks. Right. What are you coming to a story for? Like, uh, right. are you coming to a story because, because you think that the narrative, uh, the, the, the function of the narrative is to like broaden, you know, your, uh, your perspective on something to see the world through somebody else's eyes. Do you come to the story because you want to learn a life lesson? Do you come to the story because you really care about some people? Come to the story, and they just want to like see things fit together in certain ways, like it's a puzzle. Yeah, like yeah, they, they, yeah, they, yeah, puzzles. Yeah, mm. they they see plot holes as like 
I I beat you or like yeah. the, the story is like a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I I'll, I'll never be in that camp, but I think it's important to to recognize and understand where they're coming from. Um I I I just feel like I was talking about earlier like the the things that like really last, you know, like the 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 sort of thing that I'm going to like insist that a friend of mine watches or that like I can't wait to sit down with my nephew so that he has this movie in his life. Like those movies are always going to be ones to me that focus on characters. You know, like Marty mm-hmm. McFly is a great character and that's why none of the plot holes really matter in Back to the right. Future. You know, right. Spider-Man is a great character. Uh, that, that's why these movies are important. Uh, right. The plot, the, not just... But, and, that's, yeah. and that's why, arguably, that's why Amazing Spider-Man, that franchise wasn't as successful as this one because yeah, it didn't focus on the characters. As much, or, yeah. or when it did, it was only focusing on the characters or only focusing on the plot. Yeah. It was like it was like the two elements kept taking turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like it kept being a movie I was interested in and then a movie I wasn't interested in. And I mean we'll yeah. talk about it which in a couple a, of years. Yeah. But which is a shame because the tools that that movie had acting wise yeah. oh, were amazing. Were incredible. Yeah. 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 I I so, don't I don't I'm not mad at almost any creative person on those on, on that film like like you can make amazing no. films with that team. It's just Absolutely. like the, the at a script level, we're running into some interesting things. And obviously we'll talk about this more later. And obviously some people love those movies and there's a lot to love in them. But Absolutely. yeah, that fundamental thing is a little like that, that switch, uh, the other side yeah, of the coin. There are, there, there are moments in that, particularly in the second one that I yeah. think are the best moments of that Spider-Man yeah. on the, on the big screen. For yeah. sure. For sure. Spider-Man's important, guys. We got big, big opinions about it. It's <laughs> yeah, as it turns out. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have for this. Yeah, that feels that feels like a good that feels like a good sure. Ending. Yeah. 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 So uh Nick, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Always a pleasure. pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we will be back next week. In the meantime, if you want to check out our Patreon, you can go to duelinggenre.com slash support. If you support us at the $5 level or higher, uh, you will gain access to all of our Patreon exclusive podcasts, including uh, the weekend edition of this show, Mm -hmm. uh, where we're going to talk about all things Spider-Man and... uh, I don't know. I have I have a lot of ideas for that show. We haven't started recording it yet, so I don't know what it is yet. But uh, go check out the pa- the Patreon page and 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 see uh, see what you think, and uh, we'll uh, we'll figure out what we're gonna do in the future. But um, yeah. go check out uh, the Patreon page because it helps us. I mean, it helps all of this just become a lot easier and easier to schedule and things like that because um, you know it. It it just helps. It helps a lot. It helps <laughs> yeah. keep it helps keep the lights on and and everything else. So go go check that out. Um, and uh, we'll be back on Monday with minute eleven.